some of these companies are getting very good at uh, you know taking what your preferences are and then serving you back uh, products or services that they think you'd like and, and Ojo does that with real estate and real estate properties. do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents in our industry hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast is the answer. I'm Pat Hyman and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Rockstar Nation, this is Aaron Muchastegui. Today, I am talking to Chris Heller. You know, Chris has been in real estate for over 30 years. He went from being the number one Keller Williams associate in North America to former, now he's a former CEO of Keller Williams. He is now doing some really exciting things with Ojo Labs, a real estate investment technology out of Austin, Texas. So I am excited to get to talk to Chris. Chris, how's it going? It's going good, Aaron. It's going really good. You may, when you say it, it always catches me off guard when I hear someone say I've been doing this for 30 years or over 30 years. I don't, I don't feel old. But I'm, I'm sure I, I look it though. So it, isn't that funny? It is like a mixed bag. You're like, I want a certain amount of experience, but not so much that makes me feel old and tired. I, I don't know what that perfect amount of experience is that you're like, yeah, I've been doing it for 10 years. Like when I was only doing something for five years, I loved saying that. But then yeah. as, as, you're right. As it gets more, you're like, man, that makes me sound old. Well, I, I was just telling someone the other day, I got, uh, my, this is the 32nd year that I've had a team, a real estate team in, in San Diego. And it was actually another funny thing that happened yesterday. I got an email from a client that I, that I don't know that I've communicated with other than, you know, newsletters and cards and everything else. She said, uh, she reached out, asked me a question. She goes, you, you sold us our house 30 years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I, here's the funny part. I remember. I don't remember. I remember the house, but I remember the backyard really well. I don't know if I could tell you what they look like, but I remember the house. And that's your job. Your job is to make sure you know what the house looks like and what the yard looks like, and if there's the uh, and if there's a bathroom on the first floor or not. It's like as an agent, those are the questions, right? Like, yeah. so is is there a bathroom on the first floor? What what floor is the master on? That's the important question as people are calling in. Yeah. So, so you still have a real estate team. Where's your real estate team at now? In San Diego, um, they do a great job. Uh, they'll sell 140, 150 homes this year, and next year should should be back over 200. And uh, and like I said, they've been been out for a long time. 2010 was when I stepped out of uh, the day to day operation of that business. So it's still your team. You've stepped out. Is that how long have you lived in Austin? I started working in Austin in May of 2010. So I've I still have my place in Encinitas, which is in San Diego, and I go back. Well, I was going back very often. Haven't been back anywhere in the last couple months. Yeah, we've got a. We have another home in Northern California. So the I was telling you before we got started. So we, we live in Austin. We have another home in Northern California. And and me and my wife and my four kids, we're used to traveling like crazy. Like every month, we're flying places. And so when we when we got down to this house in December, we're like, oh, we'll be back at the California house in January. You know, just hopping. You know, flying back and forth once a month was no big deal. And we haven't yeah. been back since December. Yeah. And you know, COVID threw up whole wrench in that. And right now I feel like uh, Austin is a pretty good place to be when it comes to shelter in place. The We're allowed to do more than my friends in Northern California, although it's starting to open up a little bit more everywhere. Yeah, no, this is a, this is a good place. I mean, there's, I'm, I literally haven't, you know, I've ordered everything I need. I mean, my groceries, I, I don't have to, I really don't have to go out. I go out once a day to ride my bike or walk. But other than that, 
Yeah, go go see the weather. The yeah. uh, you know, and the weather out here is crazy because you've got uh, you've got storms, you've got lightning, you've got 80, 80 or ninety degrees the same day. It, it it changes like every every couple hours. It's wild. Yeah, well, especially for us California natives. Yeah. yeah. Yes, very different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, San Diego, it's like 80 degrees and sunny all the time and in Northern California. Yeah, it's a, it is a different thing out here. So your team is out in San Diego. They're still operating. What has been the, am, the impact of, you know, shelter in place for your team? Are they still getting some sales done? You know, what have they been doing to pivot? Yeah. What's that been like? So absolutely. There's, um, in fact, hardly, uh, hardly felt it um, and for a couple of reasons. Number one, I've been through cycles before now obviously none of us have been through something with as much uncertainty as this but you know i've been through financial crisis and you know and, and other economic cycles and you know the gulf war and 9-11 and all these things over the last 30 years so we've been in the business during times where things have come to a um what felt like a screeching halt or or a, a, a very decisive slowdown and so when you've been through it before you know you know what to do and how to do it. Um, the biggest issue is mindset. So very quickly, we made made some decisions very early on, like at the beginning of March. So okay, look at this is what's coming. This is what's going to look and feel like. And we made decisions not just with my team, but with the current company with Ojo Labs, where we, you know, cut cut expenses immediately. Came up with a plan of what we're going to do to to look for the opportunities in this because there are all, you know with every challenge there's opportunities. Now, having been through these things before, I know that regardless of what's going on, there's always a certain amount of people that are still going to transact. Uh, they, mm-hmm. you know, people, people have life events, they need to move, and regardless of what's happening, they still move. Uh, now, the majority of people and the majority of buyers that were in the marketplace prior to the pandemic put things on hold and said, whoa, I'm, you know, we're going to. We're not, we're not going to yeah. go through with our plans. But there's still a big chunk of people that were. I mean, we saw in San Diego, we saw sales uh, literally drop to 50%, you know, from, you know, like March to April and into May. But as I told my team, even with 50% fewer sales, there was still like 1,800 sales, 1,700 and some sales. That's way more than we could handle anyways. So as long as we're getting our share, it, you know, Unless sales drop by 95% or 98%, there's no reason why we should be impacted if, you know, we have the right mindset and we're doing the right activities. So that's a long answer to your short question, but the team is doing well. Rockstar Nation, this is Aaron Muchastegui. Hey, I hate to interrupt the current podcast that you're listening to, but I am so excited to share this with you. I just finished interviewing the original host of this podcast, my good friend, Pat Hyben. You know, I got to talk to Pat about how he started his real estate career and a whole bunch of tips and tactics that he used to be successful. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go check out State of the Market number 49. On there, I get to talk to Pat about all those different things. You know, And in there too, he talked a lot about his six steps for seven figures book and training program that he built over the last couple years. And I realized I haven't done a good enough job of reminding all of you lately about all of the resources that we've built for you out there. So if you want to check out Pat's course, we've got like a three-minute summary video when you go to it. It includes so many easy-to-follow tips that you can follow on it, like a day-to-day basis. You get email reminders, all sorts of different things that come with that course. You find that, you go to rebusuniversity.com, R-E-B-U-S, rebusuniversity.com. 
look at courses you can find the six steps for seven figures book and really there's a whole bunch of other courses in there too our normal prices used to be fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars a course these are real deal professional courses but now uh, during quarantine a lot of them are priced down to like 90 bucks 95 bucks so we've slashed the prices because we know right now is the time for everybody to be focusing on growth and education especially while they're feeling like they don't have as much to do and if you go in there and you figure like, like there's a lot of different courses you want Maybe you don't want to buy the a la carte. You can go to futureofrealestatetraining.com and you can get access to all of our different courses for 97 bucks a month. I think there's a discount on there if you go a year or there's even like a lifetime option that you can pay. You get access to every course we've ever put on Rebus University for as long as we have it. So go check out those options, Rebus University or futureofrealestatetraining.com. All right, back to your podcast. Sorry for the interruption. It's a good answer because, you know, during growth times, we are four months ago, three months ago, all of our businesses, we were investing a ton of money in outbound marketing and growth. And we were spending profit for growth because everybody was growing and you have to grow as fast. And especially in some of our online avenues and marketing you know, classes and things like that. And so, but when there is a slowdown, it's kind of really easy to go, okay, we can actually cut those expenses and just focus on what we're good at. Like maybe we're not bringing in maybe we're not going to grow at that same level or maybe we're not bringing in some of those you know, clients, but we can focus on the ones that we're good at. And by cutting the costs, it's a, it, it, it really can be a wash for, and a lot of the agents we've talked to, it's really been a wash. They just had to do stuff a little bit different. Yeah. And, and, and really most of the things they had to do, some of them were probably things they should have done anyways, you yeah. know, because they, when you're in that growth mode and the market's doing great and you're doing great, it's, it's really easy to keep spending or keep spending on things because you know, you're, you're banking on that return. Uh, but when we really operate, when we're in a crisis as such, and, and we're, you know, cutting all the things that aren't necessities and just focusing on, and, and, and that's the other thing too, narrowing the focus. Instead of trying to do a bunch of things, you know, fairly well, doing a few things really well and concentrating on those. Yeah, being able to find that niche. And, and whenever we focus on something, we get better at it. You know, you focus on yep. something, it grows. The, yep. What do you think the biggest opportunity, I think there's gonna be a lot of opportunities that come out of this. And so it might be tough to choose one or two. What do you think the biggest opportunity or the biggest couple opportunities that are going to come out of this whole new lifestyle, the shelter in place, the COVID, the results of it, where do you think that big opportunity is? <laughs> You know, it's hard to say what the big opportunity is. Um, and if anyone knows what the opportunity is, then... Um, give us a call. Give us a call, yeah. <laughs> but I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities. So some of the ones, Aaron, is for agents and, and brokers, uh, if they're doing the right things now, th there is going to be the other side of this. And when we get to the other side of this, uh, there's going to be a lot of pent-up demand. And so the, for the ones that are doing the right things now, there's an opportunity for them to really capitalize it on the other side. Another opportunity is going to be from an investment standpoint. Anyone would have a hard time convincing me that there aren't going to be uh, opportunities to, to purchase real estate at, at lower values. You know, yeah. Whether it's a full-blown recession, whether it's the, the, this is the domino that, that, that then knocks over the forbearance domino that then knocks over the foreclosure domino, you know, time will tell. Uh, but there are people that unfortunately are going to be in tough situations that are going to need to get out of their properties. And that, you know, for everyone who's in that tough situation, that means it's an opportunity for someone else. 
right? I mean, as sad as that news is, the amazing fact right now is so much of the U.S. has equity in their home. Yeah. And, and a lot of equity in their home. When this happened back in 2009, you know, 2006, 2007, 2009, back in California especially, we saw you know, people that were so upside down. Like their loan was three times the value of their house. And so the only solution was foreclosure and to lose everything and what happens with that. Yeah. Today, if somebody is really struggling financially and they decide they need to sell their house, most people that own houses have a significant amount of equity. And so- they have yeah. the ability to do it. They have the ability to sell. Yeah, uh, they, they can hire an agent and they can walk away with some money. That's a yeah. much different scenario than getting foreclosed on. The uh, getting to walk away and go, hey, I sold it for a little less than I wanted to, but the now I've got this. Uh, they still have an nest egg. Yeah, uh, it's pretty amazing. I think another opportunity is that I don't think anyone would disagree that there's probably more agents than there needs to be, and mm-hmm. this this will be the reason that some agents get out of the business uh, because. You know, the newer agents or the inexperienced agents that aren't doing the right things now are, aren't making any money. And they are, um, they're the ones that are at the biggest risk of, of, of getting out of the business and into something else. So that means for the ones that are in the business, you know, there's more opportunities, less competition. I think, and I think that would make the same answer works for any business that's out there. Yes. Like, and the economy was obviously super incredible. Unemployment was at an all-time low. Um, that also means there were a lot of people in jobs that maybe they were there just for the job or just for other reasons or, you know, not ne- not everybody was necessarily in their best use, in the best job for them, in the best place, and what was the best fit. And things like this push, them, push people into it. The, someone that was maybe being an agent that wasn't supposed to, they can now focus on the thing that they really want to. Well, and there's a lot of really good agents that that happened to in reverse. You know, they got into real estate because they got pushed out of whatever they were doing and into something else and, and they figured out how to make it work. So yeah, I agree with you totally. Yeah, there will be, there will be swaps, there will be changes and we get out there. So when were you the CEO of Keller Williams? Well, I joined, uh, I became the president of Keller Williams Worldwide, which was the, the division that, that expanded Keller Williams outside of North America. So I was responsible for opening up Keller Williams in a, a bunch of different countries around the world. And I did that from 2010, spring of 2010 to the end of 2014, January of 2015, I became the CEO and I was the CEO till I left in April of uh, 17. So about two and a half years. All right. So the, and now did you go, now you're with, now Ojo is your new business. Did yeah, you so go from I, Keller Williams straight to Ojo? No, I actually, I was, I was, uh, familiar with Ojo. In fact, when I left Kelly Williams, I became an early investor in Ojo as a company and then uh, an advisory board member and then ultimately a board member. I joined Ojo full-time last July. In between 2017 and July of last year, I, um, I took a position with Loan Depot and became the CEO of a sister company called Mellow Home. Uh, Loan Depot is the fifth largest lender in the country, the uh, second largest non-bank lender behind Quicken Loan. And uh, we started a, a new company called Mellow Home, uh, to, uh, which was a real estate uh, arm of the company so that we could help uh, Loan Depot customers who had real estate needs, you know, connect with a real estate agent and start to do some other fun stuff there too. Yeah, that's a, 
that's a whole other business that I think continues to jump off. So many lead companies are out there right now. The you know, Op City was an Austin-based you know business that just got bought by Realtor.com. Maybe not just. Maybe it was a year ago yeah. that you know, merged into Realtor.com. But that was similar, trying to match up leads with agents and, and things like that. Maybe not similar, but a but a part of the practice. Rockstar Nation, this is Aaron Muchastegi. Hey, I hate to interrupt the current podcast that you're listening to, but I am so excited to share this with you. I just finished interviewing the original host of this podcast, my good friend, Pat Hyben. You know, I got to talk to Pat about how he started his real estate career and a whole bunch of tips and tactics that he used to be successful. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go check out State of the Market number 49. On there, I get to talk to Pat about all those different things. You know, and in there too, he talked a lot about his six steps for seven figures book and training program that he built over the last couple years. And I realized I haven't done a good enough job of reminding all of you lately about all of the resources that we've built for you out there. So if you want to check out Pat's course, we've got like a three minute summary video when you go to it. It includes so many easy to follow tips that you can follow on it like a day to day basis. You can email reminders, all sorts of different things that come with that course. You find that you go to rebusuniversity.com, R-E-B-U-S, rebusuniversity.com. Look at courses. You can find the six steps for seven figures book. And really, there's a whole bunch of other courses in there too. Our normal prices used to be $1,500 or $2,000 a course. These are real deal professional courses. But now uh, during quarantine, a lot of them are priced down to like 90 bucks, 95 bucks. So we've slashed the prices because we know right now is the time for everybody to be focusing on growth and education, especially while they're feeling like they don't have as much to do. And if you go in there and you figure like there's a lot of different courses you want, maybe you don't want to buy the a la carte. You can go to futureofrealestatetraining.com and you can get access to all of our different courses for 97 bucks a month. I think there's a discount on there if you go a year or there's even like a lifetime option that you can pay. You get access to every course we ever put on Rebus University for as long as we have it. So go check out those options, Rebus University or futureofrealestatetraining.com. All right, back to your podcast. Sorry for the interruption. What what is Ojo? So you were an early investor, and now you do what? What uh, your shirt says? Ojo knows. Ojo knows. Um, so really, Ojo is a, uh, a a company, a technology, a service, a platform for consumers to be able to get their questions answered. Thus, Ojo knows. So if a consumer wants to ask questions about real estate, about properties, um, just through SMS on their phone, they can not only look at properties. We uh, we acquired a company called WolfNet, which is the largest aggregator of MLSs in the country. We're a licensed broker in 50 states, so we have all the inventory. Uh, but as consumers interact with Ojo, and Ojo learns about the consumers, uh, their preferences, their kitchen styles they like, their commute times, or any other things that uh, characteristics about a home or a neighborhood, Ojo then is able to start to share back with the consumer uh, properties that that are um, that are better fit for what they're looking for. We also have the ability to answer a lot of questions that a consumer can't get answered other places. Um, if you or I go on to Zillow and look at properties, we can certainly see the bedrooms, the bath, the, the, the photos, the neighborhood and that. But if I want to know if there's a view from, you know, the secondary bedrooms, the only way to find that out is to call the listing agent or the seller. And as a consumer, I may not want to engage with an agent at that point. You know, I just want a question answered. And that's where Ojo comes into play, where consumers can ask questions and get answers and, and, and not necessarily have to engage with a human when they are ready to or want to engage with a human. Then we have the ability 
uh, to with our technology to quickly uh, in a live transfer connect them with a, a real estate professional or a loan officer or a service professional. So it still is. So it's an information kind of exchange, kind of like Realtor.com, and it's an information exchange to be able to maybe pro- create turn them into a lead later for someone. That's yes, and, kind of. and yeah, yeah, and it's and really it's all based on the the, the artificial intelligence that that we've built and continue to, to build is what allows Ojo to learn about the consumers and to then feed them back information that, that fits their preferences. So, you know, we all look at properties. It's not, you know, almost everyone looks at properties online, whether it's, you know, vacation places on, on uh, Verbo or, or properties on Zillow and, and, and stuff on Amazon and everywhere else. And some of these companies are getting very good at, at uh, you know, taking what your preferences are and then serving you back uh, products or services they think you'd like. And, and Ojo does that with real estate and real estate properties. Yeah. It's uh, so, and that's actually fascinating. You're right. Cause yeah, people don't want to call an agent and say, Hey, is just what well, we said it at the beginning of the call, right? Is the master bedroom on the first floor or not? You know, is yeah. there a bathroom next to that? Is there a, a room next to the master for my baby? You know, so people have those questions. They don't want to, I think a lot of times they don't want to bother the listing agent either. So somebody if says, they Ojo. Have, they don't, even if they have, you know, e- even if they have an agent, you know, that they, that they consider their agent, a lot of times they won't call them. I mean, I know myself and, and probably a lot of the agents that are listening to this uh, have experienced when a cons- you know, customer says, oh, I just didn't want to bother you or I thought you were so busy. And, you know, and, and as an agent, you want to say, no, that's my job. Bother me. Ask me questions. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, most of the time people don't. And, and, and also, people are always a little apprehensive of salespeople, and so they, you know, they don't really want to engage with a salesperson until they're ready to to be sold or or to transact. So, is the is the Ojo interface a mobile website? Is it an, is it an app? Is it is it like a Zillow where they go see listings and then they can say ask this question? It's actually just a, a web app. Uh, so the 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 communication is just through SMS, and then they get web links if they want to see a, a specific property, and then once they're in. Ojo through the the web app, they can, you know, start to. We do a lot of fun things with the, you know, sort of swipe left, swipe right, thumbs up, thumbs down to to learn their preferences and then to to show them properties in an area or of a style that that fits what they're doing. Um, you know, you can view properties on your phone on a map. One of the, the neat things Ojo does is it ranks the homes for you in terms of um, the best match to your preferences. Based on what you said, so does Ojo. Do you guys call the listing agent and say, hey, is there a view from that bedroom or do you, are you using a different technology to do that? So, so good question. So Ojo is, is constantly learning. So the, the AI is, is constantly learning and the, and the way the machines learn is through lots of data and, and a lot of repetition. So we have a, a group of our employees called AI trainers, AITs, and they are constantly teaching the machine in addition to the consumers that are interacting with it. So they're tagging photos and phrases and words uh, now, should a, a question come through that Ojo doesn't know, then that AI trainer has the ability to quickly contact the, the listing agent, call them on their cell phone or send them a text and say, hey, we have a consumer that wants to know if there's a, a view from the upstairs bedroom. And most agents are going to respond to that because it's their listing and they know there's someone who's interested and wants to know that and they'll respond back and then we'll, we'll answer the question for the consumer. Got it. The, and then, so... AI technology, 
where do you think it's going to head with real estate? And so I think the, the what what you guys are going to try to do is say, hey, this person wants a house. We're going to spend a little bit of time with them, and within a short amount of time, we're going to figure out that they like light tile colors and they like light paint colors and they like yards that look like this. And maybe the consumer doesn't even know that it's that it's a certain style that they like. Ojo picks it up, helps them, and says, hey, here's the house for you. Then they like it. They link up with one of your Ojo agents. What else? What's in it? What's the future? What do you, what is the, what is this? Is that the longest term plan for Ojo? No, uh, you know, real, real estate is certainly a, a vertical that, that we are focused on now, but we, we can imagine a lot of different applications that are available, but also thinking of, of homeowners and, and home buyers and shoppers and, and their needs. It, it, when, when someone's buying or selling a home, it's not just the home they're buying or selling. Many times they need a mortgage or they need a mover, or they need insurance. And that's something that Ojo would be able to help connect them with too if, if they're communicating with Ojo and say, hey, who do you recommend for, for this? Or uh, Ojo says, gosh, can, you know, congratulations you know, on, on your, your new property. We noticed that you bought. Uh, you know, do you need any help with X or Y or, or those type of things? So there's a lot of possibilities. This is one of the biggest real estate yeah, the real estate upsell opportunity is huge, and there's different industries that have started to try that and say, "Hey, we can we can help get the utility utility concierge services or moving or things like that." But you're absolutely right. As soon as you are moving into a house, you need so many different things. And the when I moved into my new house like two months ago, the day I moved in, a guy from ADT comes knocking on the door to try to sell me alarm service because he was looking somewhere to figure that out, and the um. You know, but at the same time, like if, if you know, there, there's a lot of room for some plate for some technologies to go, Hey, this person's moving. They need this, 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 and this, you know, they need all these extra services, especially if by then you've already figured out these are their preferences. They're going to want an alarm because that house doesn't have it or, or anything else like that. Yeah. And, and so right now we're just trying to give, uh, you know, help, help people make better decisions by giving them the information that they need or they're asking for. So for our agents listening out there, is there an opportunity for them to become like Ojo partners? Do they, do they sign up to be possible referral agents? Do they send their, you know, their customers to Ojo to ask questions? Is what's, what's that inter- possible interaction? Like what's your plans to link up with agents out there? Sure. Well, Aaron, let me, let me tell you where we're at now and, and sort of where we're going. Uh, where we're at right now is we have a, a an enterprise relationship with, with Realogy and the Realogy brand. So sure. we're helping, we're helping them with, someone's shopping on uh, on cb.com and they want to get information on a property that comes straight to ojo where we triage that that lead and incubate nurture it if necessary and then connect them back with one of their agents for the second half of this year we will start work on launching the ojo select network which will be a, a network of of top agents that we will use outside of realty leads for consumers that, that are, want to be connected with an agent. So for anyone who's listening that is a, a, a top agent, you know, someone who's, who's experienced, who's very good at, at, at not relocation type business, but at the type of business you get when you're uh, you, uh, interacting with a, you know, a digital customer and a digital lead, uh, there will absolutely be an opportunity to, to work with Ojo. Yeah. The you know kind of last couple of questions are wrapping up. This is this is super fascinating info to me, and the with a lot of our different software and tech that we've that we've been working with. You know, I think the sky's the limit with what can happen. But what do you think the long term impacts of you know the real estate? What long term impacts we're going to see on the real estate market or the way people do business 
with shelter in place with with what with what we've seen in covid how is real estate going to change i think there's a first of all no one knows for sure but there's some oh, things that yeah. everything's yeah. guessing right now for right. sure they they want to hear your guess yeah so here's my guesses uh, i think we're going to see a couple things number one there's a lot of people that are sheltering in place that are absolutely coming to the conclusion that they need a different type of home or a different size of home yeah. or in a different area uh, because there's a certain percentage of people who are going to continue to just work from home. You know, now that I'll use myself as an example, I've never worked from home. I've never been the type that even wanted to work from home. I I'd get up early, get out of the house early and, and, and go and, and, uh, and go work. I actually sit here now after two months going, you know, I could, I could work from home. Now my, my condo that I'm in and the guest room in the condo is probably not the best best situation. And if I was going to make the decision to do this, you know, for the foreseeable future, then I'm one of those, those consumers that might go, you know what, you know, I need to buy the one next door and, and, and break a wall down, or I need to go buy a new place. So I think there's a lot of people that are reevaluating um, not only the type of property they're in, but there's also people reevaluating where they live. You have people that made decisions to buy properties uh, based on the commute and, and the proximity to their place of work. And if that place of work uh, changes, I think Facebook announced today that they're giving their employees uh, now the opportunity to, to choose to permanently work remotely if they want to. You know, if, if they were working in downtown Austin and were living close by so that they could walk or scooter to work and now they could live elsewhere, they might move back to where their family is or somewhere else. So I think those are some of the changes that we'll see. I also think the... Uh, Everyone, consumers and agents, are, are, are in the last two months have gotten more comfortable doing things digitally than they ever have before. You know, I had never ordered groceries. My wife has, but I had never ordered groceries before. It's like, you know, the Whole Foods is a mile away. I'll, I'll ride my bike or, or walk there. But now I'm going, you know what? I don't need to do that. I can just order in the morning. It's here, here tonight. And uh, so you have people that are creating new habits and those new habits will also bleed into our industry where people are going to become more accustomed to, to not only viewing properties online at a, at, from a different perspective, but also starting to transact. Uh, you know, we've had clients in San Diego that have bought and sold homes without physically going in them. And, you know, that, uh, will that stay that way? No, people will still want to go see homes, but, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see fewer showings from buyers before they make decisions, which also changes what agents are doing. The, you know, Chris, I think, I think those last four or five things that you're thinking, I think, I think that is gold. I think that is a lot of the similar stuff that I've been thinking. And there's a lot of, a lot of thought that you, that you put into that. I think the, I think values could change with those habits and you know, consumer habits are changing and the, yes, there would be pent up demand for people to say, hey, my new lifestyle is now I'm a homeschooler. And so I want a room that has a classroom for our kids. Now I'm going to work from home. I need this. Hey, I don't need the expensive real estate downtown anymore. You know, prices could increase in some of those suburban areas. The, you know, the demand could be going up. Demand could be going down. And this, there's all sorts of stuff that will change. And then, yeah, once you start, once groceries start getting delivered, once, once you start doing all these different services, it's, it's tough to realize now there's part of that experience with getting to go out and do it, but then you go right. like, man, I was spending an hour a week doing that when I could spend an hour a week doing this now instead or whatever. So I think, I think people actually have the opportunity to be 
more productive than they've ever been if they can find happiness and balance in that new lifestyle. I mean, uh, the, some of our workers are, are desperate to get back to an office because they love office lifestyle and other yep. you know, and others of our workers have said, yes, we absolutely don't ever want to go back from an office if we don't go back to an office if we don't have to. We love doing it like this. So, the, so Chris, that is, that is some awesome stuff about you know, what you've been doing, some advice for, for agents out there. What if people want to reach out to you, if they want to ask you questions about Ojo or if they want to, you know, what is, what's the best way for people to reach you and, uh, and, and any, any final thoughts that you want to share to make sure people know? Sure. Well, my email is cheller at ojolabs.com. You can message me on Messenger or on LinkedIn. I'm easy to find on, on social media and happy to, happy to ask, answer questions or help out in any way that someone, someone needs help or wants, uh, wants to get a question answered. You know, for, for the agents out there, you know, as things are starting to open up and we're coming into the summertime, um, I think agents will start to get back into a routine they were in. The really good agents are the ones that really never got out of those routines. Sure, it, it, there was a little, a little place, a little piece of time there where it shook people and they go, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? But, but the good agents and, and the good business owners said, okay, what do we need to do? What are the opportunities going to be? Uh, there's going to be, as we talked about earlier, a lot of opportunities. And for the agents that are um, building new relationships and, and especially deepening the relationships they have with the people in their, in their sphere and in their database, those people will remember you if, if you do a good job of, of doing that now. This awesome advice to finish up. The, so everybody, that was Chris Heller. Chris Heller from Ojo Labs. Ojo spelled O-J-O. Go check him out. Go, go reach out to him. He'll be happy to answer you some questions. Chris, the, you know, we both live in Austin. I'm sure we'll bump into each other sometime soon. And uh, thanks for coming and joining me today. Hey, Aaron, thanks for having me. All right. Bye now. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.